Hey guys, and welcome to a special March Madness edition of the In Between Dreams podcast. On this episode, it's just going to be me, and I'm going to provide as much information as I can to help you fill out your brackets. I'm not going to tell you who I think will win. Basically, just want to use this as a place for you to learn some basic information and have it all in one place instead of having to do the research yourself. All the information I'm going to give you is available out there. It's nothing nothing special or anything like that. Um, I don't know everything about the teams. Some teams were hard to find information because they just got automatic bids for winning their conference tournament. Um, but I, I did do some research on all of them, so I will give you things like the overall record, um, if they have any big wins, good wins, good losses, bad losses. I use the Ken Palm rating when I fill out my own bracket, so I provide the offense and defense um, ratings for that as well. And uh, and ESPN has an article about um, it's called NCAA Tournament 2019. What to know about every team in the bracket. So after every team, I am going to uh, read what ESPN says in that article about the team. So and then a little more about the Ken Palm rating. Um, the offense is the adjusted offense efficiency points scored per 100 possessions. And then the defense is points allowed per 100 possessions. And of course it's adjusted for their opponent, it says. So CBS showed a graphic while the selection show was going on. Some of you may have seen it. I'm going to give the, the winning percentages for each seed in the first round in the History of the tournament um, since it expanded, I believe a one seed has a 993% win percentage over a 16. Obviously, the only time a one lost was last year with Virginia. Uh, a two seed has a 941 over a 15. A three seed has a 846 percentage over a 14 seed. A four seed has a 794 win percentage over a 13 seed. A 5 has a 654 over a 12 seed. A 6 has a 625 over a 11 seed. A 7 has a 618 over a 10 seed. And the 8-9 matchup is actually at 5,500. So um, they've split those wins every time. When you're filling out your bracket, of course, remember, there's always at least one upset. And any team can have a bad night shooting or any team can have a great night shooting. Um, In my opinion, the first weekend is the greatest weekend in sports. So hopefully this tournament lives up to all the tournaments in the past. Um, I'm going to start start in the top left and go the whole way down before moving to the right side of the bracket. So I'll go east, west, south, and midwest. If there is a playing game, I'll give information for both of the teams in the playing game. I'm not sure if you guys are in any brackets or any groups that make you pick the playing games. Um, but of course, one of them could upset somebody in the in the I guess they call it the second round now so I wanted to give you that information as well Um, okay so to start this off we'll start in the east with the number one overall seed and that is Duke so Duke had a 29 and 5 record they won the ACC tournament they had big wins against Kentucky North Carolina um, they did lose to Gonzaga. They lost to UNC twice. 
in Syracuse in overtime uh, without Zion. Um, the Ken Palm offensive rating, they're the sixth best in the country at 120.2. And their defense, they're also the sixth best in the country at 88.2. Um, of course, we know that they're freshmen and everybody's heard about Zion and R.J. Barrett and ESPN's love affair with them. Um, so, I mean, they are they are a good team. There's not much else to say about them. Everybody knows what they bring to the table. So what ESPN has to say is uh, Zion Williamson is the most dominant player in college basketball since Anthony Davis led Kentucky to the national title in 2012. In the 17 games in which he has played at least 30 minutes, the, the Blue Devils have lost just twice against Gonzaga and Maui in the Maui Invitational in November and versus Syracuse in January. When Cam Reddish didn't play because of illness and Trey Jones played just six minutes after suffering a sh- shoulder injury early in the first half. This Duke squad has had th- has three potential top five picks in Williamson, Reddish, and J- R.J. Barrett and a talented nucleus that has led them to wins over Auburn, Texas Tech, Florida State twice, Louisville, Virginia twice, and North Carolina. The Blue Devils should be favored to be the last team standing in Minneapolis next month. So that's what ESPN has to say, and I guess I forgot to, to mention the, the Virginia wins. I mean, there's not really much else to say about about Duke. They're a good team. Um, so, yeah. So Duke will be playing the 16th seed, which is a playing game. Now the first team is the North Carolina Central Eagles. They were 18 and 15 on the year. They were under 500 actually until February 23rd and ended up winning their conference tournament. Their Ken Palm offense is 301st in the country at 96.6, and their defense is 256 at 108.5. ESPN, what they had to say, Lavelle. Moten has led his alma mater, which was a D1 independent seven years ago, as a transition from Division II to four NCAA tournament appearances in six seasons. Rayshon Davis is averaging 14.4 points per game, 8.8 rebounds per game, and 1.2 blocks per game for a team that led the MEAC in offensive rebounding percentage. In the playing game, they are playing the North Dakota State Bison which some of you might be familiar with that school for their uh, football program and where Carson Wentz came from. Uh, they were actually also under 500, and they were under 500 until February 28th and ended up winning their conference tournament. Uh, their record was 18-15. and Also, I don't know if I uh, mentioned that. Uh, their Ken Palm offense rating is 127th. We're at 106.6, and their defense is 278th at 109.8. So really, neither of these teams are going to give Duke much of a challenge. ESPN, what they have to say is the Bison avoided rival South Dakota State in the Summit League tournament, but they also won two games by double digits on their way to the title. Vinny Shahid, 12.8 points per game, and company got hot at the right time. The next team is the 8th seed, VCU. VCU was 25 and 7 on the road, or 25 and 7 on the season. I'm sorry. They received an at-large bid after being upset by Rhode Island in their conference tournament. Um, in the year, in the course of the year, they beat Texas, Temple, Hofstra, Wichita State. They did lose to Virginia, but it was only by eight points. Um, their offensive 
in Ken Palm is 172nd in the country at 104.3. And their defense is 88.6. And that's actually 7th best in the country. What ESPN says about VCU is a first-round loss to Rhode Island in the Atlantic 10 tournament didn't ruin VCU's NCAA tournament dreams. Wins over Temple, Hofstra, Texas, and Wichita State. All top 100 teams in the net rankings and a 16-2 and record in league play was enough to uphold its resume. Uh, the 9 seed is the UCF Knights, 23-8 and on the season. They had wins at Houston, Alabama. They had wins against Houston, Alabama, and Temple. Uh, have lost two straight coming in, including losing by 24 to Memphis in their conference tournament. Uh, their Ken Palm offense rating is 110.3, which is 58th best in the country. And their defense is 95.7, which is 36th in the country. ESPN says Taco Fall is averaging 10.9 points per game, 7.3 rebounds per game, and 2.5 blocks per game for Central Florida squad. A team that has defeated Cincinnati and Houston, but has also lost to Florida Atlantic. The Knights put up just 55 points in Friday's 24-point loss to Memphis in the first round of the American Athletic Conference Tournament. The Knights have played top 10, top 40 defense, but they've scored more than 70 points only twice in the past seven games. So next will be the five seed, which is Mississippi State. Mississippi State is 23-10 and 10 on the year. Um, Auburn is the best team that they beat. They lost to Tennessee in the conference tournament, but that was only by seven. So if you think Tennessee is a good team, um, you can you have that. Their Ken Palm offensive rating is 117.4, 117.4, which is 14th best in the country. But their defense is 96.7, which is 51st in the country. ESPN says the Bulldogs made 37% of their three-pointers in SEC play and secured wins over St. Mary's, Clemson, Cincinnati, and Walford before finishing 10-8 in the SEC. However, Auburn is the best team they defeated in league play, which was mentioned. Windary Weatherspoon, I don't know if I said that correctly, 18.2 points per game, and his teammates had the talent to advance beyond the first round, but this is one of America's most turnover-prone teams. They turn over, uh, four, they've turned it over 46 times in their past three losses. That's, that's huge, especially in the tournament. The next team is the is Liberty. Um, Liberty was 28-6 and six on the season. They won their conference tournament. Their Ken Palm offensive rating is 110.6, which is 56th best in the country. And their defense was 99.7 which was 96th in the country. Um, ESPN says Richie McKay's teams win at UCLA in December preempted the termination of Steve Alford. Today's Scotty James, 13.1 points per game, leads a balanced group that knocked out Lipscomb in the Atlantic Sun Conference Tournament title game. So they didn't really give a lot of background there. They did beat UCLA, but UCLA had a very down year. So they, they were ranked earlier in the year, though. So take that for what it's worth. Next is the four seed Virginia Tech, twenty four and eight on the year. Uh, they are getting their point guard and former St. James star Justin Robinson back for the tournament, so that that could be huge for Virginia Tech. Um, they did beat Duke, uh, Duke, Duke, yeah, Zion and Duke. They did beat Duke without Zion. Lost to Flo- they did lose to Florida State in the ACC tournament by two in overtime. 
Ken Palm offensive rating is 118.4, which is 11th best in the country. And their defense was 94.0, which is 25th best in the country. ESPN says about them, Buzz Williams' squad will enter the NCAA tournament ranked within the top 10 in three-point shooting. Justin Robinson's presence has helped boost that ranking. And his expected return after missing 12 games to a foot injury could be big. Per HoopLens.com, the Hokies have made 42.2% of their three attempts with Robinson available and 36.4% when he's on the bench. It's unclear how much he'll contribute, but Kenny Blackshear for 14.7 points per, per game, 7.4 rebounds per game, is one of the nation's most underrated talents, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker is a serious NBA prospect. So they did mention the three-pointers in the NBA turn in NBA NCAA tournament. You kind of live by the three and die by the three. So be careful with that if you're going to go based off the three-point percentage. Uh, the next team is St. Louis. I don't know much about St. Louis. Couldn't really find a lot about them. Um, I've never seen them play. They were 23 and 12. They won their conference tournament. They. Their Ken Palm offensive rating was 102.6, which is 205th best in the country. Their defensive rating was 96.3, which was actually 46 in the country. So that's pretty good for a 13 seed. ESPN says, despite finishing 6th in the Atlantic 10 standings, the Billikens steamrolled Davidson in the semifinals of the A-10 tournament before defeating St. Bonaventure in the title game. Javon Bess. He scored 24 points in the upset over Davidson. Is the player to watch for St. Louis. And then the sixth seed, we have Maryland, who was 22-10 and 10 on the year. They lost to Virginia by five. They lost to both Michigan State and Michigan by double figures. Um, they lost in the Big Ten tournament to Nebraska. They had wins over Indiana, Purdue, and Iowa when those teams were ranked. Their Ken Palm Offensive rating was 113.8, which is 27th best in the country. And their defense was 93.8, which is 22nd best in the country. So those are pretty good numbers for Maryland. ESPN says, there is a lot to like about Mark Turgeon's team. Maryland point guard Anthony Cowan Jr., sorry if I mispronounce his name, is averaging 16 points per game and 4.3 assists per game. Bruno Fernando is an all-Big Ten first-team selection who is averaging a double-double, 13.7 points per game and 10.4 rebounds per game. And the Terps finished in the top five in offensive and defensive efficiency in the Big Ten, but they also committed turnovers and one-fifth of the possessions in league play. This is a 22-10 team that beat Wisconsin, Purdue, but also lost in the first round of the Big Ten tournaments in Nebraska. Good luck figuring them out. So, yeah, they are a kind of Jekyll and Hyde team. Um, but if they play good, they can beat anybody. And uh, But the turnovers, if they turn over the ball, that's just, that's the that's the thing to get upset in the NCAA tournament. If you can't take care of the ball and you're not knocking down shots, you could be in big-time trouble. So the next is the playing game. We have an 11-seed playing game. We have... First team is Belmont. They were 26-5 and on the year. They beat Murray State in the regular season, but lost to them in the conference tournament. Their Ken Palm offensive rating was 114.8, which is 20th best in the country. 
and their defense is 1 and 1.8, which is 127th in the country. Rick Bird, um, ESPN says Rick Bird doesn't get a lot of calls from Power 5 schools seeking non-conference matchups against his team. But the Bruins just secured an at-large berth with an outstanding run in the Ohio Valley Conference, that including a win over Murray State on January 24th when John Morant went 5 for 19 shooting. Uh, their playing opponent is Temple, who was 23-9. and They lost to Villanova by 10 in December. They went 1-1 one one against Houston and also went 1-1 one one against UCF, including beating them in the conference tournament. Their Ken Palm offensive rating is 108.9, which is 86th best in the country. And their defensive rating is 99.5, which is 90th in the country. Um, ESPN, what they have to say about Temple, get there, is Fran Dunfries, Dunfee's team squeezed into the field with an 8-4 finish in their final 12 conference game. Average in most areas, the Owls split their two games with Houston, but also lost to Penn and Tulsa by 25 points combined. So next we have the three seed, LSU. LSU was 26-6 and six on the year. Um, their coach is in the midst of being investigated for what it's worth, and they are going through some NCAA investigations. I don't know if that, if that really affects their, their play in the tournament, but I felt like that's needed to be said. Um, they did lost... They did lose the three by three to Florida State in November. Um, they also lost to Houston in December. They beat Auburn, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Uh, they lost to Florida in the conference tournament. Uh, their Ken Palm offensive rating was 118.5, which is 10th best in the country. And their defensive rating was 97, 97.5, which is 62nd best in the country. Um, ESPN says Tony Benford will lead the SEC champion into the NCAA tournament after Coach Will Wade was indefinitely suspended earlier this month for his alleged ties to pay-for-play scheme that reportedly involved Javante Smart. With the return of Smart, 11.5 points per game, who was sidelined for a game with the school investigate, while the school investigated him, LSU has wins over Kentucky and Tennessee, has one of the most talented rosters in the field, Nas Reed and Tremont Waters led a crew that stacked with six former ESPN Top 100 recruits. Um, so next we have Yale, who's a 14 seed. They were 22-7 and seven on the year. They won their conference tournament. Their offensive rating was 111.7, which is 44 best in the country. Their defense is 103.1, which is 149th in the country. ESPN says the Bulldogs shared the Ivy League regular season crown with Harvard before defeating the, Clim- the Crimson in the conference tournament title game. When Yale lost to Duke earlier this season, Mike Shiseski, or however you say his name, Coach K, said the Bulldogs' Miyaani 17.6 points per game will be a first-round pick, high praise for an Ivy League star. The seventh seed is Louisville. Louisville was 20-13 and 13 on the year. They lost to Tennessee. They beat Michigan State in overtime in November. They beat UNC and Chapel Hill uh, by 21 points. They blew a 23-point lead against Duke at home and ended up losing. 
and they have lost eight of their last 12 games. Their offensive rating is 113.4, which is 29th best in the country, and their defensive rating is 92.4, which is actually 17th best in the country. ESPN says the Cardinals are one 10-minute stretch, which is that game against Duke, um, from being a, a different seed line, which probably is true. That matchup for Louisville was one of six games that it lost by five points or fewer, three overtime games. The Duke loss highlighted the highs and lows of Louisville. The Cardinals have an inconsistent offense and top 20 defense. Jordan Nwara, 17.2 points per game and 7.5 rebounds per game, has to be great to give Louisville a chance to make a run after the Cardinals finished 4-7 and seven in their last 11 games entering the NCAA tournament. Uh, so next we have Minnesota, which is a 10 seed. They are 21-13 on the year. Two losses to Michigan by a combined nine points, but got blown out by them in the conference tournament. Their Ken Palm offensive rating is 110.7, and that's 54th best in the country. And their defensive rating is 96.2, which is 44th best in the country. ESPN says no bubble team did more to eliminate its selection Sunday suspense than Minnesota which defeated Purdue, the Big Ten co-champion, with Michigan State twice in a 10-day stretch, including once in the conference tournament on Friday. The Gophers have been up and down throughout the season, which is why they were on the bubble late. But they're 12-3 and when Amir Coffey scores 18 or more points. So the number two seed is Michigan State. They were 28-6 and on the season. They lost to Kansas and Louisville in November, but didn't lose again until they lost three in a row in late January and early February. They beat Michigan to win the Big Ten tournament and have won 10 of their last 11 games. Their offensive rating is 121.7, which is fourth best in the country, and their defensive rating is 90.4, which is eighth best in the country. ESPN says Tom Izzo is a National Coach of the Year candidate after a difficult season that still featured a Big Ten championship. Joshua Langford suffered a season-ending foot injury weeks into the regular season. Then Nick Ward missed five games in late February and early March with a fractured hand. The Spartans showcased their depth. However, Cassius Winston, 18.9 points per game, 41% from beyond the arc, became one of the nation's top five players. The resiliency of the Spartan squad is unrivaled. Izzo has a team that's stacked with capable role players who've helped the squad navigate its challenges. And the last team in that bracket, in that um, set region, I guess I should say, is Bradley. Bradley went 20-14 and 14 on the year. They won their conference tournament. Um, let's see. Their offensive rating is 100.9, which is 246 best in the country. Their defense was 101.2, which is 117th best in the country. ESPN says Brian Wardell has led his team to its first NCAA tournament appearance in 13 years, a significant moment for the Bradley Bank brand. If you're wondering why Loyal Chicago and Sister Jean aren't coming to this year's NCAA tournament, it's because Bradley wins over SMU and Penn State, made 39% of its three-pointers, and eliminated the Ramblers in the semifinals of the MVC tournament. So next we have the West Region. The West region, uh, the number one seed is Gonzaga. Gonzaga went 30-3 and three on the year in the regular season. I think they ended up 30-4 after losing their... Um, or maybe it was just 30-3. 
Yeah, it was just 33. I'm sorry. They beat Duke. They lost to Tennessee and UNC. And they lost to St. Mary's in their conference tournament, um, conference championship, after beating them pretty bad during the regular season. And their Ken Palm offense rating is 125.1, which is the best in the country on offense. And their defense is 92.3, which is 16th in the country. ESPN says... Many have pointed to the loss against rival St. Mary's in the West Coast Conference Tournament title game as proof that the Bulldogs did not deserve a top seed, but that's a short-sighted take on a Gonzaga squad that has boasted the nation's most efficient offense for the bulk of the season. Duke, Virginia, Tennessee, North Carolina, Michigan State, all below Gonzaga. A squad that's led by a pair of potential All-Americans in Ryu Hachimara and Brandon Clark. The Bulldogs are scary, are a scary elite squad that could lead this tournament with their school's first NCAA championship. Uh, the 16th seed in this region is a play-in game. So we have Fairleigh Dickinson, who was 20-13 and 13 on the year. They won their conference tournament. They, their offensive rating is 106.2, which is 137th best in the country. Their defensive rating was 110.4, which is 295th in the country. ESPN says if you're looking for a team that probably can't get stops against a high seed in the opening round but might keep its dream alive with a hot hand, then you might want to check out the Fairly Dick check out Fairly Dickinson, a team that made 41% of its three-pointers in a top 10 mark nationally. Darnell Edge, 16.4 points per game, is one of the five players on the roster who have average and double figures. Playing game will be against Prairie View A&M, which who was 22 and 12 on the year. They won their conference tournament. The offensive rating was 101.5, which is 226 in the country, and their defensive rating was 105.8, which is um, 205th in the country. ESPN says the SWAC SWAC regular season and conference tournament champions have lost just one game in 2019 at Texas Southern on February 9th. Gary Blackson dropped 18 points in a loss at Jed Baylor in November. Um, next, we have Syracuse, the 8th seed, 20-13 on the year. They lost to Buffalo, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech. They did beat Duke without Zion. Their Ken Palm rating offense is 110.2, which is 61st in the country. And their defense is 93.9, which is 24th in the country with that zone that they play. ESPN has this to say about Syracuse. Syracuse opponents in ACC played made just 33.4% of their three-point attempts against its zone. And last season's NCAA tournament, TCU, Michigan State, and Duke all shot under 22% from beyond the arc against the Orange, which reached the Sweet 16 as an 11 seed. The formula remains for Boheim's team which finished four and seven in the past eleven games, and we'll need another break tournament. We'll need another breakout effort by Tyus Battle, seventeen point two points per game, who missed the ACC tournament with a back injury to launch another shocking run. The ninth seed in the region is Baylor, who was nineteen and thirteen on the year. Uh, they lost four straight. They lost to Iowa State in the tournament. Uh, they have lost four straight, I should say. Their offensive rating is one thirteen point five, uh, with which is twenty eighth best in the country. Their defense is 98.2, which is 75th in the country. 
ESPN says about Baylor. Scott Drew's team endured a multitude of injuries throughout the season. Tristan Clark, the top scorer of the team at 14.6 points per game, suffered a season-ending injury in January. King McClure missed five games with a knee injury, and Makai Mason tied with, with Clark at 14.6 points per game, has been hindered by a right-toe injury. They all contributed to the team's four-game losing streak prior to the NCAA tournament. At their best, however, the Bears swept Iowa State during the regular season and beat Texas Tech by double digits. Um, next, we have the five seed, Mark, who is Marquette. They were 24 and 9 on the year. They had losses to Kansas by 9. Um, they have lost six of their last seven, though. And they have wins against Louisville, uh, Villanova, and ended up losing to Seton Hall in their conference tournament. Their offensive rating is 114.2, which is 23rd best in the country. And their defensive rating was 95.7, which is 35th best in the country. ESPN says Marcus Howard, 25.1 points per game, is a prolific scorer who might put together a Kimbo Walker-like stretch in the NCAA tournament and lead Marquette on the run. But Sam Hauser, 39.5%, Joey Hauser, 44.4%, and Sekar Anim, 39.1%, are all dangerous three-point shooters who find space in part because opponents adjust to corral Howard. The team finished second in defensive efficiency in league play, but they're not always careful with the ball. By the 63 turnovers the team committed in their last four regular season games. The 12th seed in that region is Murray State. Murray State was 27 and 4 in the year. They lost to Auburn by five during the year, and they won their conference tournament. Their offense, their offense rating is 112.2.0, and that's 41st in the country, and 98.7 on defense, which is 81st in the country. They do have 11 straight wins. They did them in the year with 11 straight wins. And ESPN, and they are led by John Morant, who, if you've been watching anything they of college basketball, they kind of mention him as a top prospect, which I'm sure ESPN will say here. So let's see what they said. John Morant, a projected top three pick in the summers. This summer's an NBA draft exploded onto the national scene with one of the most impressive stat lines in NCAA history. 24.6 point, points per game, 10 assists point game, and 1.8 steals per game, while making 81% of his free throws. He's the reason Murray State has made more than 57% of its shots inside the arc and hasn't lost since January 31st. The next team we have here is Florida State, who is 27-7 on the year. They have wins against LSU, Louisville, Virginia Tech twice, and Virginia. Uh, they lost. They have losses against Villanova, Virginia, Duke, Pitt, Boston College and UNC. They did lose to Duke in the conference tournament final, and their offensive rating is 113.0, which is 31st best in the country, and their defense was 90.4, which was ninth best in the country. They are a very, very athletic team, and uh, they could cause some teams problems on the defensive end. What's ESPN says Leonard Hamilton's squad is blessed with a collection of long athletes who anchored the ACC's best defensive inside the arc. 41.9% mark allowed inside the arc. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And helped the team reach the ACC tournament title game with a win over Virginia in the semifinals. The resume is boosted by wins over a fleet of NCAA tournament teams. Florida, LSU, Purdue, Louisville, and Virginia Tech twice. 
led FSU's dominant victory over Virginia, 1.17 points per game per possession against a top-five defense on Friday, demonstrated by Florida State's postseason prominent promise. This team we have is Vermont, who was a 13 seed. They're 27-6 and six on the year. They got swept by UMBC in the regular season, but beat them in the conference championship final. Their offensive rating is 107.9, which is 103rd best in the country. And their defense is 99.2, which is 84th in the country. ESPN says the Catamounts played competitive matchups against Louisville and Kansas long before they dominated the American East and won the tournament title with a win over UMBC, the 16th seed that made history against Virginia after beating Vermont in last year's conference tournament title game. John Becker's squad has relied on Anthony Lamb, 21.1 points per game, and his team's defense, which has held nine opponents under 60 points in league play. Uh, next, we have Buffalo, who was 31-3 on the year. They did beat Syracuse, they did lose to Marquette, and they won their conference tournament. Uh, they are right now on a 12-game win streak. Uh, their offensive rating is 114.9, which is 19th best in the country. And their defense is 94.6, which is 29th in the country. ESPN says about Buffalo, how many teams will how many teams will be waiting to steal Nate Oates from Buffalo whenever his team exits the NCAA tournament? He's entering his second consecutive NCAA tournament as one of the most coveted young coaches in the country. The Bulls have carried the momentum from last season's upset of, of Arizona in the NCAA tournament into this season which started with C.J. Massenburg's 43-point effort and a win over West Virginia. Buffalo also beat Syracuse. The Bulls will be a trendy upset pick once again. Next, we have Arizona State, which is a playing game in the, for the 11th seed. They were 22-10 and 10 on the year. They won against Kansas lost, and lost to Oregon in the conference tournament. Their offensive rating is 109.8, which is 68th best in the country. And defense is 98.6, which is 79th best in the country. Um, ESPN says about Arizona State. The pros for Bobby Hurley's crew. Arizona State has, Lug- I don't know how to say his name, Lugantitz Dort, the Pac-12's freshman of the year, who averaged 16.1 points per game, 4.3 rebounds per game, 2.3 assists per game, and 1.6 steals per game. The cons? The Sun Devils surrendered a 43% clip to their opponents in their lukewarm sea terrible Pac-12, which is why the same squad that that beat Kansas and Utah State also has a 21-point loss to Washington State on its resume. Their opponent in the playoff game is St. John's, who had a 21-12 record. They beat Villanova. They lost to Marquette by 28 in their conference tournament, and they have lost five of their last seven. Uh, their offensive rating is 109.7, which is 69th best. And their defense is 100.9, which is 111th best. Uh, ESPN says Chris Mullen is still trying to find the answers for his alma mater. A team with 3-2 and record combined against Marquette and Villanova, but a 9-12 and finish after it's won its first 12 games of the year. Shamori Pons, 19.5 points per game, 84% from the free throw line, is one of the nation's most explosive scorers. But the Red Storm sub-100 defense stumbled into the field of 68. Uh, next we have Texas Tech, who's a three seed. They were 26-6 and six on the year. Uh, they 
um, beat Kansas by 29. They lost to Duke by only nine, and but they did lose to a bad WVU team in the conference tournament. Their offensive rating is 112.7, which is 36 best in the country, and their defense is 85.9, which actually is number one and the best in the country. ESPN says Texas Tech's list of achievements is long. A year after they lost first-round picks Ayer Smith to the NBA, the Red Raiders secured a slice of the Big 12 championship. They played America's best defense per ESPN analytics. Chris Beard moved it to the top of the National Coach of the Year list. Jarrett Culver, 18.5 points per game, 6.3 rebounds per game, 3.7 assists per game, 1.4 steals per game, turned himself into a lottery pick. Texas Tech will be a t- will be tough for any opponent in the field. The Red Raiders had won nine in a row before a loss to West Virginia in the first round of the Big 12 tournament. The 14th seed in that region is Northern Kentucky, and they were 26 and eight on the year. They have no rank wins, but they did win their conference tournament. Their offensive rating was 109.2, which is 77th best in the country, and their defense was 102.7, which is 144th in the country. ESPN says about Northern Kentucky, Jalen Tate has registered at least 14 points in seven of his team's past nine games. Plus, John Brandon's squad was the Horizon League's best three-point shooting team at 37.3%. So it sounds like they live by the three and die by the three. The seventh seed in that region is Nevada. They were 29-4 and in the year. They have a win against Arizona State. Um, which is their only ranked win. They have losses to San Diego State in the conference tournament. And their offensive rating was 114.0, which is 26th best in the country. And their defense is 95.1, which was 33rd in the country. ESPN says Eric Musselman's squad had a shot at the Elite Eight after amassing a significant lead over Loyola Chicago in the Sweet 16 last year before its then-poorest defense betrayed the program. But this year's Wolfpack boosted its defense. They're ranked in the 30s in efficiency and added impactful players like Portland transfer Jazz Johnson, 45.2%. What is What percent is that when you're talking about defense? But Jordan Caroline, 17.3 points per game. Miss Nevada's Mountain West tournament lost to San Diego State with an Achilles injury. He'd gone 6-for-29 from the three-point line in seven games prior to that, a stretch that made both he and Nevada look vulnerable. The 10th seed in the region is Florida. The Gators were 19 and 15 on the year. They were um, one and one against LSU. They lost to Auburn in the conference tournament. Their offensive rating was 110.2, which is 66th best in the country, but their defense is 91.9, which is 14th best in the country. ESPN says Mike White has found a future star in Andrew Nemhard who scored 20 points in a win over LSU in the SEC tournament, a victory that sealed Florida's at-large status. Kevon Allen and company endured two three-game losing streaks in SEC play alone, but they also excelled late by limiting their own own turnovers and forcing abundance of of them in league play. The two-seed is Michigan. They were 28-6 on the year. They had a win against Villanova, and they beat UNC by 17 points. They were 0-3 against Michigan State, including in the conference tournament. 
their offensive rating was 115.5, which is 18th best in the country. But their defense is 86.1, which is second best in the country. ESPN says John Beeline's squad possesses a collection of big wings who can spread the floor with their shooting ability while suppressing opposing offenses with a top five defense. Heard this before. It's the same formula and largely the same personnel with the swap of Mo Wagner for Ignis. I can't pronounce his last name. The Wolverines used to reach the national title game last season. Charles Matthews, 12.5 points per game. 1.1 steals per game, recently missed three games with an ankle injury, but he's back and ready to join Brazdakis. 15, point, 15 points per game, 42% from the three-point line, and Jordan Poole, 12.9 points per game for another title shot. The last team in the 15th seed in that region is Montana. They were 26-8 and eight on the year. They won their conference tournament and have won 16 of their last 18 games. Their offensive rating is 107.4, which is 115th best in the country. And their defensive rating is 103.8, which is 161st best in the country. ESPN says Travis DeCure has led his alma mater to its second straight NCAA tournament appearance after defeating Eastern Washington in Saturday's Big Sky Conference Tournament Championship game. The Grizzlies have made... Nearly 38% of their three-point attempts this season in advance of the NCAA tournament despite missing leading scorer Jamar Jamar Oko, who has been injured since mid-February. All right, moving on to the South region. We have the one-seed Virginia. They have a 29-3 record. They have uh, wins against UNC, Virginia Tech, Louisville. They have three losses, as mentioned. Two were to Duke, and one was to FSU. Um, their offensive rating is 123.6, which is second best in the country. And their defense is 87.9, which is fifth best in the country. Of course, everybody's a little timid about Virginia because of what happened last year. Um, a lot of people will probably pick them to get upset early. But they are a pretty good team. Um, ESPN has to say it's really up to you. You can assume Virginia will follow the same underwhelming path that has traveled in the past NCAA tournaments under Tony Bennett when the team has had a top seed, including last season's first ever loss to a 16 seed. Or you can take a hard look at this year's squad, a group that features a pair of NBA prospects in Ty Jerome and DeAndre Hunter. Kyle Guy is one of the best guards in the country. The Cavaliers have one of the five most efficient offenses and defenses in, in America. They've made nearly 41% of their three-pointers. Virginia has everything you'd you'd want in a championship this season, but Friday's loss to Florida State in the semifinals of the ACC tournament conjured up memories of last year and previous year's early exits. It's hard to blame anyone who doubts this team. They will be taking on 16th seed Gardner-Webb, who was 23-11. and 11. Uh, they, they beat Campbell and Radford in their conference tournament, which actually was at Campbell, and then they actually traveled to Radford for the championship and won at Radford. Their offensive rating is 107.5, which is 111th best, and their defense is 108.2, which is 253rd best, so their numbers are not overwhelming there. Let's see what ESPN has to say. Tim Kraft's team finished 7th and 5th, respectively, in offensive and defensive efficiency during league play. But Gardner-Webb, which scored non-conference wins over ACC reps Wake Forest, and Georgia Tech connected on 61% of its shots inside the arc on its run to the league's tournament championship. The number eight seed in the South region is Ole Miss. They were 20 and 12 on the year. They had wins against Auburn and Mississippi State. They lost Tennessee by two and Kentucky by four. 
Their offensive rating was 112.8, which is 33rd best in the country, and their defense was 97.7, which was 65th best in the country. ESPN has to say about Old Miss, Kermit Davis made immediate changes in his first season with Old Miss, a squad that beat Baylor in the non-conference season and swept Auburn in SEC play. But the Rebels are 2-5 and five in their past seven games. They'll need Brian Tyree, who's 18.2 points per game, 39% from the three-point line, to be Shabiz Napier to advance. The nine seed is Oklahoma, who is 19-13 on the year. They lost to Kansas by seven, Texas Tech by seven, and they have a win over Kansas. They did lose to WVU in the tournament. Uh, it was a pretty bad WVU team this year. They've actually lost five straight coming into the tournament. Their offensive rating is 109.4, which is 73rd best, and their defense is 93.9, which is 23rd best in the country. ESPN says life without Trey Young has been difficult, has been different, I'm sorry, for Lon Kruger's team this season. Only Oklahoma State was the worst offensive team in the Big 12 play. But solid defense led to resume-altering wins over Kansas, Wolford, and Florida. Christian James led the team with 14.4 points for a game. The fifth seed in this region is Wisconsin, who was 23-12 and on the year. They lost to Virginia by 7 in November, beat Michigan State twice, and uh, Michigan once. They are... Offensive rating is 110.8, which is 52nd best in the country, and their defense is 87.1, which is 3rd best in the country. ESPN has to say about the Wisconsin team, after withdrawing from the NBA draft last season, Ethan Happ put together a rare stat line for a big man. 17.4 points per game, 10.3 rebounds per game, 4.7 assists per game, 1.3 blocks per game, and 1.1 steals per game. The Badgers not... The Wolverines played the best defense in Big Ten play this season. With limited offense options beyond half, however, Wisconsin finished 2-7 against best teams on the schedule. Virginia, Marquette, Michigan, Michigan State, Maryland, and Purdue. The 12th seed is Oregon, who is 23-12. With a win over Syracuse, they had losses to a bad UCLA team, and they won their conference tournament. They have an 8-game win streak coming into the tournament. Their offensive rating is 107.7, which is 108th best in the country, and a 92.5 defensive rating, which is 18th best in the country. ESPN has to say that, of course, Oregon is here since the Pac-12 hasn't really made any sense this season, so why not? Dana Altman lost Bull Bull, projected first-round pick, to a foot injury in, in January, but the Ducks shed their bubble status with a win over Washington in the Pac-12 tournament title game on Saturday night extending an eight-game win streak for Altman's squad. Lewis King, the former five-star recruit, has averaged 19 points in the past three games. The fourth seed in the region is Kansas State, who is 25-8. They have losses to Marquette, Tulsa, Tex, and Texas, and wins over Texas Tech and Kansas. Their offensive rating is 108.1. I'm sorry, 108 period, 108.0, and they're 102, 102nd best in the country. Sorry, I couldn't read my writing there. The defensive rating was 87.7, which is actually fourth best in the country. Um, ESPN has to say about Kansas State, this is not the deja vu that Bruce Weber anticipated. A year after reaching the Elite Eight without star Dean Wade, another Wildcats team will enter the NCAA tournament with its veteran leader nursing a foot injury that could affect his playing time. He missed the bulk of last season's postseason with a foot injury too. But the Big 12's co-champions who've played top five defense this season, succeeded without him a year ago. Still, the Wildcats have averaged 106 points per 100 possessions 
and held opponents to just 86 points per 100 possessions in the regular season. With weight on the floor, numbers had drastically changed for the worse when he was on the bench. The 13th seed is UC Irvine, who won their conference tournament. They were 30-5 and on the year. They've won 19 out of their last 20 games. Their offensive rating is 106.6, which is 125th best in the country. Their defense is 97.1, which is 58th best in the country. ESPN has to say about UC Irvine that Dan Eaters produced the most dominant performance in their conference tournament this season by securing the Big West title via three wins by a combined 55 points. Elston Jones and Jonathan Galloway have contributed significantly for America's top interior defense, 40.6% clip inside the arc allowed. The number six team is Villanova, who had an up-and-down season. They were 25-9. and nine. They have losses to Michigan by 27, Furman, Kansas by 3, Marquette by 1. Now, they did have a win over FSU, and they did win their conference tournament. Um, their offensive rating is 117, and that is 16th best in the country, and their defense is 98.2, which is 73rd best in the country. One thing to keep in mind about Villanova is they did win last year's championship, and a champion has not made it past the Sweet 16 since Florida repeated. Um, let's see what ESPN has to say about them. A year after securing his team's second national title in three years, Jay Wright's squad manages to win the Big East regular season and tournament titles despite losing three first-round picks and Wooden Award winner Jalen Brunson. This team lacks last season's talent pool, although Phil Booth and Eric Paschal, an NBA prospect, both cracked the all-Big East first team. This is, the first this is the time of year when the Wildcats do their best work, bet against Wright on your own peril. The number 11 seed is St. Mary's, who is 22 and 11. They lost to Gonzaga by 48, but beat them in the conference championship by 13 to secure an automatic bid. Their offensive rating was 114.6, which is 21st best in the country, and their defensive rating was 96.9, which is 55th best in the country. ESPN says some use St. Mary's as Exhibit A for their argument against Gonzaga's capturing a top seed. But the Gales have had one of America's most explosive offenses this season. With 22 seconds to play, St. Mary's was down to, by two against SEC champ LSU in December after Jordan Ford hit a clutch three-pointer. The number three seed is Purdue. They did have a 23-9 and record. Uh, to me, this is a very weird three seed. Uh, they, had a win, they had wins over Iowa and Michigan State. They lost to FSU, Virginia Tech, Texas, Michigan, Maryland, Minnesota twice. Um, I would be wary of this three seed. I'm not sure they're as good as, as people think they are, um, but if you're familiar with the Big Ten and and you have seen Purdue and you like what Purdue has to offer, by all means go for it. Um, their offensive efficiency is 121.1, which is fifth best in the country, and defense is 95.0, which is 32nd best in the country. I'm a big component on the defensive end, not the offensive end. Uh, ESPN says Matt Painter emerged as the trendy National Coach of the Year favorite as he steered a Purdue squad that had lost a talented senior class to a slice of last season's title of this season's title in the Big Ten, the consensus top conference in the country. <laughs> about that, the Boiler the Boilermakers led the Big Ten in three-point shooting, and Carson Edwards solidified himself as a Wooden Award candidate after averaging 23.5 points per game. But Edwards' 11 for 48 clip in a pair of losses to Minnesota in a recent 10-day stretch showcased Purdue's limits when its best player struggles. The number 14 seed is Old Dominion. Uh, they are 26 and 8 on the year and had a win over conference and win over Syracuse and won their conference tournament. Their losses were in very close games. Their offensive efficiency is 101.9, which is 216th best in the country, and their defense 
was 96.4, which is 48th best in the country. ESPN says about Old Dominion. Right there. The Monarchs, who defeated Western Kentucky in the Conference USA Tournament title game on Saturday, hovered around the 50s in defense efficiency this season. That's the foundation of a program who, with an unreliable offense, but has victories over Syracuse and VCU. So I didn't mention the VCU one, but they had a win over VCU as well. The number seven seed is Cincinnati, who was 28 and six. Uh, they lost to Houston by they lost to Houston twice. UFC, I'm sorry, UCF and East Carolina. They beat Houston to win the conference tournament. Their offensive rating was 111.6, which is 46 best in the country, and their defense was 94.5, which is 28 best in the country. ESPN says about Cincinnati. Nick Cronin has quietly molded the Bearcats into an imposing team in a Purdue-like rapid rebuild. For the ninth consecutive season, the Bearcats finished with the top 30 in Ken Palm's adjusted defensive efficiency ratings. Wins over Ole Miss and UCF anchored their resume before Sunday's American Athletic Conference title match against Houston. It's clear that Jerron Cumberland is an underrated guard who has averaged 18.4 points per game, 4.4 rebounds per game, 3.7 assists per game, and 1.2 steals per game. The 10th seed is Iowa, who was 22-11 on the year. Had a win against Oregon, losses to Wisconsin, Michigan, Michigan State twice, Purdue, and Maryland. They've lost six of their last eight. Their offensive rating is 117.2, which is 15th best in the country, and defense, which is 101.2, which is 115th best in the country. ESPN says the Hawkeyes were the kings of clutch wins in the closing seconds. Three wins by two points or fewer. But Fran McCaffrey's squad has been in a free fall since mid-February, going 2-6 and six in the last eight. A byproduct of a defense ranked 13th out of 14 Big Ten teams. Can Tyler Took and Luca Garza restore a squad with wins over Oregon, Iowa State, and Michigan? The number two seed is Tennessee. Tennessee spent some time ranked as number one during the year. They were 29-5 with losses to Kansas, Kentucky, LSU, and Auburn twice. They had wins over Gonzaga, Kentucky twice, and they lost to to Auburn by 20 in the SEC championship. Their offense is 122.5, which is third best in the country. Their defense was 95.5, which is 34th best in the country. ESPN says Rick Barnes has one of the most complete teams in the country, an impressive slate of victories. Louisville, Gonzaga, and Kentucky twice. Grant Williams, the back-to-back SEC Player of the Year, might finish second behind Zion Williamson in the Wooden Award race. Admiral Schofield might play for an NBA team next season. The Falls, anchored by an eight-man rotation, had the SEC's best defense, had the SEC's best offense, and then its number two defense during the regular season. And the 15th seed in that region is Colgate. Colgate was 24-10 and 10 on the year. They won their conference tournament and are currently on an 11-game win streak. Their offensive rating is 110, and that's 63rd in, best in the country, and their defense is 105.8, which is 202nd in the country. Let's see what ESPN says. Matt Langle, Langle has led this group to its first NCAA tournament appearance since 1996 via its victory over Bucknell in the Patriot League title game. Like some of the other mid-majors on this list, Colgate finished in the top 20 in three-point shooting this season, a mark led by Rupolas 
this. I don't have no idea how to say his name. So that has that is the South region. So the number one seed in the Midwest region is the is North Carolina. They were twenty seven and six on the year. They have losses to Duke by one, Texas, Kentucky, uh, Virginia, and they got smoked by Louisville at home and two and they got smoked by Michigan on the road. Uh, they beat Duke twice, uh, beat Gonzaga, and they beat Florida State. Their offensive efficiency rating is 119.7, which is 7th best in the country. And their defense is 90.7, which is 10th best in the country. ESPN says, Two years ago, North Carolina won a national title with big bodies and paint production. This season's team still does its best stuff in the post. But Coach Roy Williams has a collection of fascinating athletes who can play inside and outside. Cameron Johnson... Cam Johnson stretches the floor with a 47% success rate from the three-point line. Luke May is an effective free-throw shooter who uses his big frame to get to the rim. Nazir Little and Kobe White are both legit NBA prospects. The Tar Heels, <coughs> who own a win over Gonzaga, battled Duke to the final, in the final seconds in the ACC tournament semifinals on Friday. They fly around the court, but they still manage to rank in the top 10 in offensive and defensive efficiency this season. The 16th seed is Iona. Iona is 17 and 15 on the on the season. They won their conference tournament and are current and currently on a 10 game win streak. Their offensive efficiency is 106.5, which is 132nd best in the country, and their defense efficiency is 109.6, which is 275th in the country. ESPN says nearly four of every 10 shots for Iona are three pointers, and that can make things tricky for a Tim Clueless. How do you say it? Clueless? Clueless led team that shoots about 35% from beyond the arc. But EJ Crawford and his teammates are fun to watch. The eighth seed is Utah State, 28-6 on the year. They won their conference tournament and have won 17 of the last 18 games. They have losses to Nevada and Houston, and they did beat Nevada during the year. Uh, their offensive rating is 113.0, which is 32nd best in the country, and defense is 96.3, which is 47th best in the country. ESPN says Craig Smith's team was projected to finish ninth in the first season at the school. After making the move from South Dakota, instead Utah State shared the Mountain West title with Nevada after Nevada before defeating San Diego State in the conference title game. Sam Morell is a star, and Utah State is a sleeper team you should know. Ninth seed is Washington, 26-8 on the year. They lost to Gonzaga by two, Auburn by 22, Virginia Tech, and then Oregon. They lost to them twice. They have no rank wins. They are were 15 and three in the Pac-12 and first in the regular season. Uh, their offensive rating was 107, which is 119th best, and their defense is 93.6, which is 20th best. The, and ESPN says the Pac-12 has been a mess all season, but Washington surged to the top of a subpar conference. The Huskies will go as far as Matisse Thibault, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, takes them. During the regular season, Washington forced turnovers on 25% of its opponents' possessions when he was on the floor. That's a huge number. The fifth seed is Auburn, 26-9 and and on the year. They have losses to Kentucky by 27, Duke by 6, LSU, Old Miss, South Carolina, NC State. They beat Tennessee twice. Uh, one time was by 20, and they won the SEC tournament. Their offensive rating was 119.6, which is 8th best in the country, and their defense was 96.2, which is 45th best in the country. 
ESPN. Jared Harper might be the fastest guard in America for an Auburn team that has made 38% of its three-pointers. After a 3-5 and five stretch that extended into February, Auburn lost just one game against Kentucky, 80-53 to on February 23rd before its SEC title, tournament title game matchup against Tennessee on Sunday. It has forced more turnovers than any team in the country and the offensive firepower to turn that skill into buckets in transition. But it will be, it will be in trouble against any opponent if Kuma Akiki, Akiki gets into early foul trouble. The number 12 seed is New Mexico State. They were 30-4 and four on the year. They won their conference tournament and have 19 straight wins. They did lose to Kansas during the season by 3 points. Their offensive rating was 112.6, which is 37th best in the country. Their defense was 99.0, which is 83, 83rd best in the country. ESPN says... Chris Jan's squad has made 56.5% of its shots inside the arc this season, but nearly half of its shot attempts come from beyond the arc, where the Aggies have made about 34% of them. Overall, however, this is one of the most efficient mid-major offenses in the country. This is a balanced team with no player averaging more than 11.3 points per game. The fourth seed is Kansas, 25-9 on the year with wins against Michigan State, Villanova, Texas Tech, Tennessee, and Marquette. They have losses against Arizona State, Iowa State, WVU, Kentucky, and Texas Tech by 29. Their offensive rating is 112.7, which is 34th best in the country, and their defense is 92.0, which is 15th best in the country. ESPN says Bill Self has one of the most turbulent seasons of only only the second of his tenure that ended without a Big 12 championship. The streak ended after Kansas lost Ludoko Azebuki to a season-ending injury, as well as with Jared Vick, the team's best shooter, to a leave of absence that ultimately extended through the rest of the season. But Dedrick Lawson, man, these people have some crazy names, is an All-American who is doing everything he can to carry a Kansas squad that finished 6th in the Big 12 and adjusted offensive efficiency on Kempom for the first time in 15 years. The 13th seed is Northeastern. Northeastern won their conference tournament as won 16 of the last 18. They are 23 and 10 on the season, and they lost to Syracuse and Virginia Tech. Uh, their games were really not that close. The ones that they lost, their offensive rating is 111.5, which is 48th best in the country. Their defense is 102.7, which is 145th best in the country. ESPN says the Colonial Athletic Association tournament champion is riding a seven-game winning streak into the NCAA tournament. Vasa Pusica scored 20 points in his team's 16-point win over Alabama in the non-conference season. The number six seed is Iowa State, 23-11 on the year. They won their conference tournament. They have wins against Kansas, Kansas State twice, with losses to Baylor, TCU, WVU, and Iowa. Their offensive rating was one was 119.0, which is ninth best in the their defense was 97.1, which is 59th. ESPN says this is one of the nation's most perplexing groups, talented and deep, but not consistently effective or efficient. The Cyclones, a middle-of-the-pack defensive team in Big 12 play, impressed with their run to the conference tournament title after a dominant win over Kansas. Muriel Shayok leads a team with four scorers who average double figures and employs key reserves Tyrese Halliburton and Nick Weiler-Babb in a strong rotation that fueled wins over Kansas twice. 
Texas Tech, and Kansas State twice. Um, next is Ohio State, 19-14 and 14 on the year. They lost to Michigan t- State three times, Michigan and Maryland. They won against Iowa, was, and Iowa was their only ranked win. Uh, their offensive rating was 109.3, which is 75th best in the country. And their defense was 94.2, which is 27th best in the country. ESPN says the Buckeyes soared in a surprising run in Chris Holtman's first season a year ago, but the follow-up did not feature that level of success. The same squad that beat Cincinnati in the season opener lost 6 of 7 in January. Never really found itself again. Caleb Wesson, the team's top scorer at 14.4 points per game, returned from a three-game suspension in time to drop 17 points in a must-win game over Indiana in the Big Ten tournament. His presence matters. The number three seed is Houston, 31-3 on the year. They beat Oregon and Cincinnati twice. They have losses to Temple, UCF, and Cincinnati. The year offensive rating was 114.1, which is 24th best in the country, and their defense was 91.7, which is 13th best in the country. ESPN says Kelvin Sampson's squad was consistent throughout the season, losing just two games on its way to the American Athletic Conference Tournament title game. His team swept Cincinnati in the regular season and beat LSU, Utah State, and Oregon with Bo Bo in a non-conference season. So I guess I missed the LSU game there. My bad. Um, the Cougars have held their opponents below a 43% clip inside the arc. Corey Davis Jr. and Armani Brooks. Armani Brooks are dependable leaders for this team. The number 14 seed is Georgia State. They are 24-9. They won their conference tournament. And their only really notable win that I saw was against Georgia, who's in a big conference, but not really a basketball powerhouse, if you say. Um, the offensive rating was 107.9 for 107th in the country, and their defense is 102.3, which is 137th in the country. ESPN says for the second season in a row, Georgia State led the Sun Belt by connecting on at least 39% of its three-point attempts. But the Panthers will need Demarcus Simons, who is 19 for 64 in the last five games, to shake his slump to have a shot in the opening round. The seventh seed is Wofford at 29-4. Um, they had uh, opened up against North Carolina and only lost by nine. They lost to Kansas by 28, Mississippi State by nine. Currently have won 20 straight games. Their offensive rating is 118.4, which is 12th best in the country. That's pretty good for a seventh seed. And their defense is 97.6, which is 63rd best in the country, which is probably why they are a seventh seed because their defensive rating is not the highest. ESPN has to sing. Mike Young's squad played its way into an at-large conversation with a 20-game winning streak that continued with a double-digit win over UNC Greensboro in their Southern Conference Tournament title game. Wofford doesn't have the athletes that some of the Power 5 schools possess, but the Terriers have made 41.6% of the three-pointers, ranking number two in the country. Four players on the roster have made more than 41% of their attempts from beyond the arc this season, too. So if they can shoot the ball, watch out for them. Uh, the number 10 seed is Seton Hall. 20-13 and 13 on the year with wins against Kentucky, Villanova, and Marquette. Uh, losses to twice to DePaul, Villanova by 28, Marquette, Georgetown, and Villanova again by 2. Their offensive rating is 109.3, which is 74th in the country, and 96.4, which is on the defensive end, which is 
49th in the country. ESPN says it has been an interesting ride for Kevin Willard's team. The Pirates beat Kentucky, but then they started 3-5 and five in, Big East, in the Big East. They possessed one of the worst defenses in the league, but they also finished the season with a 3-1 record against Marquette and Villanova in the weeks prior to the NCAA tournament. Miles Powell leads a fascinating squad. The number two seed is Kentucky, 27-6 and six on the year with wins against Kansas, UNC, and Tennessee. They have losses to Duke by 34. Yes, that opened up the season, if anybody remembers that one. Uh, Seton Hall, Alabama, LSU, and Tennessee twice. Their offensive rating is 118.2, which is 13th in the country. And defense is 90.8, which is 12th in the country. ESPN says John Calipari doesn't get enough credit for molding his young teams over the course of a season. But the Wildcats, who lost to Duke by 34 points in the Champions Classic in November, have matured as a team and reached this point as the best versions of themselves. They defeated Louisville, North Carolina, Kansas, and Tennessee. P.J. Washington has made 42% of his three-pointers. Tyler Hero has evolved into a reliable contributor. Keldon Johnson has averaged 13.4 points per game, and a post-presence that features Washington, Reed Travis, Nick Richards, and E.J. Montgomery has more depth than any front court in America. And last, we have the 15th seed, Abilene Christian, 27-6. They won their conference tournament. Their only ranked game was against, was against Texas Tech, and they lost 82-48. to their offensive rating was 103.6, which is 186 in the country, and their defense is 101.5, which is 119th in the country. ESPN says six years into a Division I transition, Abilene Christian, the Southland Conference's best defensive team, will participate in the NCAA tournament for the first time. Jaron Lewis scored 20 points in his team's win over New Orleans on Saturday and kept the season alive for a squad that has made 38.4% of its three-pointers. So there you have it. There's a little overview of every team in the tournament. I hope it somewhat helps you or, or I hope it somewhat helps you and can help you fill out your bracket. Um, good luck to everybody when they fill out their bracket. Remember there are, are always upsets. Um, my advice is don't really listen to what the talking ads on TV have to say. Um, don't copy their brackets. They're hardly ever right when it comes to the final four. Um, the best thing to do kind of is just to go with your gut feeling and Try not to be a homer. I'm a homer when it comes to these things. That's why I suck at uh, like daily fantasy sports and fantasy sports individual because I always pick my favorite teams. But that's kind of the fun. It is called March Madness. So sit back and enjoy it. Um, good luck to everybody. And uh, thank you for listening. I'm going to play a song called Carolina due to my favorite team by Kelly James. You know, it has nothing to do with North Carolina Tar Heels. But that's what's going to take us out. So uh, thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the, the podcast and leave a rating if you would like. Um, see you around. Peace. I fell asleep in Carolina And I woke up a better man I fell asleep in Carolina And I will do the best I can Dance like it's all surreal. Drunk off of summer night, warm to the skin. I lost my mind. Queen City took me in. Had a tendency just to let it go. Never thought much about it. The consequences, though. I guess you never do when you're on the road. But Carolina showed me I could feel home. I fell asleep in Carolina. And I woke up a better man.
Carolina, don't forget about me. Thought makes it real. I'm real.